The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Welcome, everybody, to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy. And And hi, everybody. I'm Madeline Hewitt. Hi, and I'm Jeannie, and I'm just wondering, is everybody aware that Thanksgiving is fewer than two weeks away? I just realized that this morning. It's Friday, and so yesterday being Thursday, Thanksgiving is just in in only two weeks, and it always feels to me like the holidays, they just come barreling along. You know, it always feels like to me that, well, you know, it's in November and December and whatever, these months are way off. And then all of a sudden, it just seems to appear and always Mm -hmm. arriving so much faster than it seems like the holidays should arrive. And for me, this year, I actually feel very excited for the holidays. And Thanksgiving, I especially love because the food is so amazingly easy to make it be clean and healthy food at Thanksgiving. And it's super easy to stay on track when I'm surrounded by such good and tasty food. And for us, we always make a turkey. And here at the studio, both Madeline and I teach classes on Thanksgiving morning. And David puts a turkey in the oven before we leave for the studio. So while we're working out and we're having so much fun with the clients here at the studio on the holiday morning, our turkey is cooking away right in the oven at home. And then when we get home at about 12 noon or 1 p.m. or so, whenever we're done at the studio in the morning, then we start cooking our variety of vegetables, things like um, we usually cook green beans and we'll cook asparagus and sometimes Brussels sprouts. Actually, usually we do cook the Brussels sprouts and we use different kind, different oils with different ones, sometimes butter or coconut oil and um, different ones. So we don't cook all of them in butter, all in coconut oil. We use different ones and some of them we roast and some of them we cook on top of the stove and um, you know just various cooking what cooking cooking um, methods yeah and then we use various spices so rosemary on some of them sometimes a spicy cayenne just the different seasonings and sometimes just plain um, pasture butter and salt is also really good but also the winter squash which we put cinnamon and pumpkin pie spice in And then we'll usually roast some potatoes and we do make gravy. And we make gluten-free gravy with arrowroot flour. And it's a little bit tricky working with the arrowroot. But it does, it, it does work really well. And if you're interested in doing it, if you haven't done it before, just get this box of arrowroot flour. And then you read the directions on the package. 
And just to let people know, it you stand there and stir it and stir it and stir it. And it feels like nothing's going to happen. And you're going to tell yourself, oh, well, this is going to be a flop. Because it says in there, don't bring it to a boil. So you can't sit there and boil it away. And then right when you're about ready to give up, all of a sudden it goes, and it just it turns into the gravy. <laughs> so I just want to give you that pointer because it kind of threw me for a loop the first time that I used the arrowroot powder to make make the gravy. But um, it really does work well. And we'll also have some sort of desserts, such as we, we like the chocolate cake or the pumpkin pie and those recipes we have on our blog. And we would make those the day before, just because we're busy on Thanksgiving morning. And then after our meal, we make the coconut ice cream. And that's made with coconut milk. And we've made a variety of flavors. Maybe it's going to be fruit flavored like raspberry and blueberry. Or sometimes we make it chocolate flavored or um, peanut chocolate. Sometimes we put flavored. Yeah, coffee flavor Mm -hmm. makes a really good one. And then that goes really well with the chocolate cake and the pumpkin pie. And sometimes we even make both, both the chocolate cake and pumpkin pie. And that ice cream is super simple to make. It seems like after you're done with your meal, you don't want to like get up and start cooking. But seriously, it's actually really, really simple. It's just a couple of cans of coconut milk and then some stevia and flavorings like vanilla and whatever else you want to put in it. You just mix it up and then put it in your ice cream maker and plug the ice cream maker in some other room where you're not going to be in. And 15 or 20 minutes later, it's it's just already done. So it's it's easier than picking up the dishes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it ends up to be really a lot of food. And of course, we always have leftovers. And for us, for our family, it's a really special time to get together as a family because even though we all work together every day... We actually don't spend much time together, simply just enjoying each other's company. And so this year, we're going to be just keeping it small with Lucy and Madeline and David and me. And if we decide later, maybe we'll head over to the big family event at my parents' house in Orono. But that would be later in the evening. And, you know, we all have our own ways of celebrating. And what we want to talk about today is choosing a way to celebrate the holidays that actually feeds your soul. Yes, your soul. And if you find the holidays are all about other people and then you're left stressed and depleted, that's really not at all good for you. And it's not beneficial for those you love either. And realize that people that are close to you want to see you happy and satisfied and content. Think about it. Do you like being around people who are stressed, angry, and tired out? And doesn't it just feel like it puts you on edge when you're around people like that? And what I like to say is that other people want and need you to take care of yourself. And so don't fool yourself by thinking that taking care of yourself is going to be something that's selfish or rude. It's actually your responsibility to take care of yourself. Now, here at the studio, we have about 99% of women that come to the exercise classes. We have very few men, so just think of that. It's mostly women that are coming in here. And when we have a chance, sometimes we do, especially at holiday time, we have a chance to meet their husbands or boyfriends or their partners. And 
they always tell us that they wish that their wife or their girlfriend would come to the studio more often and work out because when she does, she's so much happier and more fun to be around. And we also hear this from, from the children of those women. And they say things like, well, I know mom is so much more fun when she goes to her exercise class. Now, it's really interesting because from the women's standpoint, she often feels guilty for taking time away from her family to work out. And things, things that I hear are, well, I might be talking to somebody and I'll just use a name out of nowhere. Um, well, Betty, are you going to be coming to class tomorrow on the weekend? Oh, no, because, you know, my, my husband's home and, you know, the kids are there and I, I really should spend time with the family. And then she has this posture that sort of caves in. And I, it, this is like a real common occurrence that I hear over and over and over. Or I hear, well, I really can't come to class. That's going to be family dinner time. And, you know, I really should be there to make, make dinner for my family. And I think the thing is, is that that's really nice to have family dinners and be with the family. But these are people that it's day in and day out there with their family. And when we hear from husbands and from their kids, they actually don't like that. They'd rather see that woman get out and do something for herself because she's just so much more enjoyable to be around. And I, I've heard husbands and kids literally, I've, I've heard that they literally push their mom or wife out the door saying things like, go, go go, you need to exercise. And so this is just a message about that people around you, they actually want you to take care of yourself because they enjoy being around you more than if you just think that you have to spend all of your time with your kids and with your husband and, 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 and with these people. It's good. They really would like it better if you take care of yourself. And that and so, probably even goes along with if you have relatives that come and stay with you during the holidays. And so many times I hear from clients, they say, oh, I have family in town next week, so I'm not going to be able to exercise for an entire week. And, you know, it would be the same thing that they probably would enjoy their time with you a lot better if you came in and did your exercise and left feeling really good or even just bring them in to, to exercise with you. Absolutely. And so the message here is give your family and your friends some help by stepping up and taking care of yourself before they have to force you. And now taking care of yourself, it could be exercise, but it could also be eating well and eating in a way that doesn't make you ornery or irritable or guilty about eating foods that you know aren't good for you. So think of it for yourself. If you go ahead and you eat this meal and then all you do is complain about how fat you feel or about how bloated you feel, people around you don't enjoy that. And so... So the advice here is either don't say that or better yet, maybe don't eat those kinds of foods that make you feel that way and instead take care of yourself so those aren't the words that are coming out of your mouth. But besides exercise and eating, it could mean taking quiet time for yourself or even this, this is even more important or taking time to explore a hobby or a new career that you've always wanted to do. That could be anything, sewing or photography or, um, 
really anything, any of those things. I think that most people have something in the back of their mind that they say, wow, you know what, when I retire or when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, whatever it is, then I'm going to, so whatever that thing is, take some time and explore that for yourself. And that could even be just a half an hour. So you don't have to think, now I'm going to have to really change all my schedule. Most people can find a half an hour or an hour that they can dedicate to doing something. And you'll know that if it's right for you, it's going to feel like it feeds your soul. And that actually changes your biochemistry inside. We're talking about holidays and stress. And so the stress, it creates different biochemistry. You you actually secrete different chemicals in your body when you're stressed. And so that would be the opposite. When you're doing something that actually feeds your soul, you are secreting different chemicals, different hormones, different neurotransmitters that are going to improve the health of your body. And so taking responsibility and taking care of yourself is just critical at this holiday time. It's way too easy to fall into your old holiday mode and start stressing out. And so what we're talking about is maybe make it different this year. So why, might you ask? You know, you might be thinking, you know what, it's just the holidays and every year I just get all stressed out and I eat all this junky food and I pack on the pounds, you know what, I do it every year, I'll get over it, and January will soon be here, and I'll just start over. But what we're here to say is that excess stress, it's not just this bad feeling or something that you can overlook and just think, well, it's just two months out of the year. It actually creates a number of problems with your health status. And so let's talk about how excessive stress affects your weight, your mood, your immunity, your body composition, your hormones, and your ability to detoxify. And so when you have this added stress, and we're talking about added excessive stress, we're not talking about trying to achieve a life that has no stress at all. Stress is actually good for us, but we're talking about excessive stress here. So let's start to see how this excessive stress could affect your body composition. And body composition means how much fat you have on your body, the percentage of fat and percentage of muscle and percentage of water and where that water is inside or outside of your cell. So we think body composition just means what your body is made up of in terms of fat and and, um, muscle and water. So when you have added stress, this hormone called cortisol And I know you're familiar with cortisol. That hormone cortisol rises. And for people that have adrenal burnout and you have actually low cortisol, when you're under excessive stress, your body is still going to call for the output of cortisol, even though your adrenals aren't able to keep up. So it will still cause the same physiologic response. So when I'm talking about high cortisol, I just want all of you out there that have the super low cortisol and adrenal burnout to know that this is happening to you also. And so you have this added stress and the call for cortisol happens. And that's going to affect all kinds of other hormones. Your body's going to try and make cortisol preferentially. So... So just visualize it. Your body doesn't just make everything all at once. It has these various pathways. And 
if you're all balanced out and everything's working like a nice symphony, then your body can actually make a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and it's going to keep the balance going real nice. But when we have this excessive stress, your body says, I need cortisol, I need cortisol, I need it now, I need more, I need more, I need more. And so now this is where we start tipping the scales towards the cortisol output or at least calling for cortisol and away from making these other hormones and other substances in your body. So we now we're not going to have that nice symphony of hormones anymore. So let's talk about which ones some of those would be. Um, one of them would be DHEA, which would be a hormone that is secreted by your adrenal glands and some of the other peripheral areas of your body. That DHEA would be a hormone responsible for burning fat. And so if you think about if, you're, if your body is going to be ready to burn fat, you've got fat in these fat cells. And we might think that those fat cells just kind of melt, like maybe we exercise and get hot and then the fat just melts away. It doesn't really happen like that. And instead, you've got fat inside the fat cell and the fat is in these long chains and it has to be broken down into short chains by enzymes. So we're just going to call those fat-burning enzymes. And in order to have those fat-burning enzymes work, you need to have a certain amount of DHEA in your body. But people that are under excessive stress have lowered amounts of DHEA, and so they don't have the fat-burning enzymes they need to break down the fat. And so this, this would come true where you say, wow, I, I'm exercising. I'm even taking your advice and doing Tabatas. And then I decided to go on a real low-calorie diet. That's not my advice. But if you, some people do that anyway. So you say, I'm, I'm exercising like crazy. Like a woman yesterday was saying she normally comes to three classes a day. That's three hours. Okay, that, that, in my books, that counts as excessive exercise. But I'm exercising three hours a day, and I didn't eat anything for breakfast or lunch. I'm hardly eating anything, but I'm just, I'm still all squishy. Well, this is an example of when you're under stress, then you don't have the DHEA, so you don't have the fat-burning enzymes. So no matter what you're doing out in your life and whatever you're eating, your body isn't going to be able to break down the fat because it needs those enzymes. And to have the enzymes, you need DHEA. But your body is telling you, we're not going to make DHEA because actually burning fat is not critical for life. So we're going to just turn that off now. And instead, we're going to try and get as much cortisol output as possible because cortisol helps us to deal with the stress. So your body just says, let's turn off all of these other things that really aren't that necessary, which another one would be maintaining muscle mass. That's really nice. That's going to make a healthy body and it makes people look good and they're going to be strong. But that's not really critical for life. So we decrease the DHEA. Now we don't do fat burning well, and we also don't keep muscle on our bodies. And so again, you could be going, but I'm going to exercise class. I'm even lifting the 10-pound weights, and I'm doing this, and how come I don't have any muscle tone? Well, if you're under excessive stress, that's not going to help you no matter what you're doing. So hopefully this message is coming across. And we've only gotten to DHEA. 
then we can go into some of the other hormones as well. And it looks like we're ready for a break. Yes. So we'll keep talking about this when we come back. And I just want to remind everyone, we're taking callers again. The number is 1-866-472-5792. Or you email us at info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. So in the next few minutes during our break, think of all your questions and we'll talk to you in a few moments. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health & Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be, taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the Cancer Coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine, navigating the cancer maze with host Grace Goller. We'll help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy. And before the break, we were talking about Jeannie. Yeah, we were talking about these um, the stress response that people yes. have over the holidays and any time. And 
And we're moving on talking about uh, some of these other chemicals that are affected when people have excessive stress. And uh, and we want to go through this because I think that oftentimes people think, well, I know I shouldn't be stressed and I, I know, I know that's bad for me, but they don't really truly understand the seriousness of the problems that excessive stress causes. And so we hope that by going through some of these, you understand that this is actually making pretty serious biochemical changes in your body and not only completely sabotaging your efforts if you're somebody that's trying to get into shape, but completely sabotaging your efforts if you even just want to have good general health. And so this this next area that high stress and high cortisol affects is you end up with lowered estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone levels. And so this affects libido, this affects energy level, your ability to think clearly, and again here, ability to burn fat and ability to keep muscle. And so knowing that all of those sex hormones are really going to be necessary for almost all of the any kind of running of your body, you need to have all of those hormones uh, being secreted in the right amounts at the right times. And when you have excessive stress, all that gets thrown to the wind. And so this could be all kinds of different symptoms that people experience, but the ones I listed are going to be the most common ones. And that's going to be ability to think clearly. You're not going to be able to burn fat as well. And your energy level is going to be decreased. And the reason that those hormones go down is just like I had mentioned before, is that your body is, it, it can't do every, it cannot secrete large amounts of all your hormones all at the same time. It's going to choose different pathways depending on what's happening. And when you have that excessive stress, again, it's like a great big loudspeaker going, we need cortisol, we need cortisol. And it's saying that the, the other hormones the estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, you're going to feel crummy and it's going to lead to all kinds of problems, but you're not going to die. So it's going to just tone all of that down. Now, here's another one. and We're not going to go into all kinds of things about the thyroid, but thyroid is a great big issue for many, many people. And there's a lot of different uh, issues with a thyroid that people would be really, really um, benefit by learning all of these details about it. But I'm just going to only go into one little piece of the thyroid issue. And for all of people that are out there that are suffering from what you're thinking that you have hypothyroidism, and maybe you're on something like Synthroid or thyroxine or levothyroxine or something like that, which is going to be T4, one thing you want to know is that when you have excessive stress, that depletes a specific enzyme. And for those who like these kinds of words, it's called 5'-diiodinase. But for the rest of us that like things simple, we can just say that the special thyroid enzyme gets decreased. And this, what this enzyme does is it takes the thyroid hormone that's secreted by your thyroid. So, you know, your thyroid is up in your throat somewhere. It's a gland and it's going to secrete this hormone called T4. Now, T4 is the most abundant thyroid hormone in your body, but it's not active. It needs to be converted to to T3. And I'm just going to simplify things because there's actually all kinds of other ones, T2 and T1 and then even more. But the T3 for the, keeping it simple, that's going to be the one now that floats over to all of the cells in your body because every single cell has 
thyroid receptors on it, and that's going to activate the cell. The thyroid is kind of like turning the cell on and giving the cell energy and helping the mitochondria to do its job. So we need to need to have that. That's why people with low thyroid start to feel sluggish and tired, and they're cold, and they start to gain weight because it's kind of like you just turn the whole engine down on somebody's body. But it's this it's this T three that we need to keep that engine turned up. And the way you get the T three is from converting T4 into T3 with that special little enzyme. But that enzyme gets depleted when you have high stress. And so what ends up happening is now you, your thyroid gland is working perfectly fine and you're putting out T4, but you're just not converting it to T3. And so if you happen to do your thyroid test like the TSH and then maybe your doctor tests the T4 and then they say, oh yeah, all, those are all going to turn out perfectly fine even when you're not converting to T3. So you might be told, well, there's nothing really wrong with your thyroid but um, if they would have checked the, the free T3 and even the reverse T3, they would have gotten a little bit um, closer to what the exact problem is. But the point here is that you need to know that you, you might be a person that says, you know what, I, I eat really well. I've been to the nutrition series and I'm following all these directions and it was really working for me really, really well. And I don't even exercise excessively. And I was doing really well. But all of a sudden, I put on 20 pounds, and I didn't do anything. I'm, I, I just I don't understand where all this weight came from. And you might be thinking that I'm exaggerating and making this up, but we actually have people that come and tell us this, and they're completely confused as to why they put on this extra 10 or 20 pounds. And then with further questioning, we find out, oh, you're dealing with your your mother is going into a nursing home and your son is now got put in jail and you also lost your job and you're going through a divorce. This has been an extremely stressful year for you. Okay, so even when you maintain all of these really, really good exercise and eating habits, the fact that you have all of that stress is going to shift everything for you. So now your thyroid isn't working very well. It turned the whole engine down. Now you don't have the DHEA, which is responsible for fat burning. And your estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone all went down. So And now you can't think straight either, and you can't remember things. And that makes you even more stressed out. So we can see these specific chemicals in your body that have been changed, changed quite, quite severely um, just because you're going through an excessively stressful time. And for some people, the holiday time is just as stressful as all these other things. So that's why we'd like to address it now. Now, if that wasn't enough, there's there's still a couple more things that happen. When you have this excess cortisol and this excess stress, your body is going to make more of this chemical in your brain called glutamate. And we can think if you um, have kind of like, um, just think of your brain, the area, and then you draw one arrow that goes to glutamate, which is going to be this really excitatory chemical. And then it goes, the other area, the other arrow is going to go to GABA. And GABA is going to be a nice, super calming chemical. And in a nice, healthy body, your body makes both. Okay, that's what we would want to happen. But when we have excessive stress, we 
really narrow down or eliminate making the GABA and we make all this glutamate. And glutamate is responsible for making people feel anxious. So anxious would be your first step of having too much glutamate. So now, now we feel anxious. And so think about it if you've ever felt anxiety before. Think that if you just eat that donut or you just eat that bagel or maybe that piece of pizza or what else, crackers, um, maybe ice cream, all of those foods that are going to have these simple carbohydrates in them, those are going to actually push your brain chemistry to help you feel calmer. And so when people have this excess glutamate, right away they're going to they're going to really want to eat these foods pasta would be another one and they're not notice wine is another really big one wine is going to push people to make the calming gaba and you might be thinking that you just like those foods but really what it is is you don't like feeling anxious and you might not even notice it but your body does you feel a certain way and then you you eat these foods or have these glasses of wine and now you feel better and so you just have to realize what you're doing is pushing brain chemistry, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you want to understand that that's what, that's what you're doing and use it, use it um, wisely and effectively for you to gain control over your life. But don't be mistaken that you're eating those foods because you just think that they taste good. You're pushing brain chemistry. The reason you're pushing the brain chemistry is because you're experiencing this excessive stress that's making your brain produce too much glutamate and making you feel anxious. And then if we get even further with that, after you're eating that food and then putting on the weight, um, people don't like that either. So they try not to eat those foods. And so it's just easier to go and get some anti-anxiety medication and dull everything down. But if we would back up, we would think, you know what, how about if we start to decrease the stress and then make less glutamate? Um, and then th- the other thing that you can do is actually push towards GABA, and that would be the topic of another show. But it takes specific nutrients for your body to make GABA, and those would be vitamin B6, that would be magnesium, and then taurine is an amino acid. And we use a specific product called Trancor here that's made by Metagenics that works exceptionally well to push people towards the GABA route rather than the glutamate route. But what you want to think of is most people need more magnesium, and stress uses up magnesium absolutely dramatically. And so when we talk about dosing magnesium, somebody that's under excessive stress is actually using up more magnesium than they can even get into their system fast enough. So there's not going to be just one nice dose of magnesium that everybody should take. We need to know that excessive stress uses it, and you're going to need more magnesium for you. And then vitamin B6, if you're not taking any sort of supplements or going out of your way to take that, and you're somebody that's also not doing estrogen detox, and you might be somebody who's taking birth control pills, for sure you're, we already know that you're low in B6. So that would be something that you would consider supplementing. But what I recommend if you're going to be supplementing with vitamin Bs is to take a full vitamin B complex and not focus on just one of them, which focusing on one of them is going to, after a while of doing that, ends up putting you into um, a deficiency of the other ones. So we want to think of having the vitamin B6 as a whole B6 complex that's usually going to be the best, most effective, and safest way if you're going to take the B vitamins. 
And so we can see now that we have all these lowering of these hormones, and now we're producing this excess glutamate in our brain, and we have a reduction of GABA, which would calm us and make us just feel so great and help us concentrate. And we're eating all of these foods that we thought uh, that we were over, but suddenly we're having cravings for them. And there's another one here, and that's that this excess stress actually increases your serotonin uptake. So that sounds like something good, but it's not. It's actually something that's negative. And, and what it means is that it just makes it so that you have less available serotonin. And remembering that serotonin is going to be that nice, calming, feel-good neurotransmitter that helps people not feel depressed. And so now we have essentially a lowered amount of serotonin that's available to us when we have stress, and so we start feeling depressed. And this is similar to anxiety, that when people feel depressed, the foods that they tend to eat would be all those ones I listed off before, those things like bagels and crackers and pasta and oh, uh, potato chips. Mm-hmm. and Cheese. Um, Cheese is another one that people go towards, cheese and gluten. And knowing that the, 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 com- the chemicals that are in bread and cheese, which are two, seem to be two of people's favorite food, is that we have these gluteomorphines and we have caseomorphins. And that last part of it, morphin, it's mo- those are morphine-like substances in, in the cheese and in bread that like to go to your brain receptors and give you a nice little puff of euphoria they act a tiny bit like morphine and they make you want to keep eating it. And so people feel bad. They have anxiety and depression. You want to feel good. And so that's why we just love to have cheese on everything and have bread and that crusty bread and put more cheese on it. And And this is all just pushing your brain chemistry. We can just think that we really just boil down to a bag of chemicals. So it's once you get down to that, you think, wow, if you learn these these, these topics and that you can gain a lot of control over what happens to you and not just think that, well, I'm just kind of this weak, depressed, anxious person and I need to just get some help here. We can learn the facts and start to take control here. And then one more thing here is that this high stress, it leads to belly fat. And I think a lot of people already know that. They go like just one. Oh, Jeannie, we can't hear you. So maybe How she's can you on. Hear me? Yeah, there, oh, there you, you are. are. Yeah, um, and this woman came up to me up at, up at the desk, and she's actually quite um, quite slender, and you wouldn't really think at all that that she would have any problem. But she came up, and she said, "Oh my God, I just don't understand. I've I've always had a flat belly, and I've always been thin, but all of a sudden I have kind of this big spare tire around my center." And she said, I'm not, I eat really well, and she exercises really well, so it wouldn't be that, but it's it's a stress thing that's going on for her, and that this high stress, it leads to belly fat, and when we have the lack of these hormones, the testosterone, the estrogens, and progesterone, along with the high cortisol, and then most people already have high insulin, then the fat gained is going to happen mostly around the belly. And unfortunately, it's these specific fat cells that put out these chemicals. And these chemicals are called pro-inflammatory cytokines. And these are chemicals that result in lowered mitochondrial activity. And that just means that you don't burn fat very well and you have less energy. And so it means that the stress makes you put on belly fat. And then the belly fat secretes these chemicals that slow you down. They make you even fatter. And then it's like a vicious cycle that just goes around and around and around. 
And now if that weren't enough, excess stress, it depletes these methyl groups in your body. And methyl groups are these molecules that attach onto other molecules to help you have really, really good health, just to keep it simple here. And for instance, methyl groups are what turn on your good, healthy genes. And so that just means you're born with this DNA and we're not going to change what our DNA patterns are, but then we have what's called epigenetics or these genes that are on top of the DNA that can be turned on and off by various lifestyle choices, such as if you're eating healthy foods, really good vegetables and fruits with these polyphenols and antioxidants and good plant nutrients, that's going to actually turn on the good genes and help you be actually healthier. And it's going to turn off or suppress some of your other genes that say that you go, oh, I have this breast cancer gene, or I have the gene that shows that I'm going to have dementia and this and that. Well, you can actually turn those off from eating these good, healthy foods, but it takes methyl groups in order to do that. And stress depletes methyl groups. And so this means that you don't repair your DNA as effectively as, it, as you should. And so it opens you up to fall or succumb to what your genetics are going to tell you is going to happen to you instead of having your lifestyle habits of eating good food change your DNA change your genes. And so that's why we really don't want to be depressing methyl groups with the excessive stress. Oh, it's time for our last break. This is so interesting. Whenever I hear about methyl groups, I get really excited (laughs) because we get to change our genes. Um, But when we come back, we'll continue our discussion and we have some practical tips for you today. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy, and let's continue our discussion. Jeannie, what else do and we're methyl talking about? Do? The methyl groups, yeah. and the methyl groups are severely depleted when you're under high stress. And so, we just talked about them being able to re- repair your DNA. But there are two other great big things that methyl groups do, and one of them is is to help you to detoxify. They're critical in your liver for detoxification, these methyl groups. And so if you deplete those with stress, now your liver cannot work as effectively as it could if, if you had those methyl groups that were available. That means you end up building up toxins. So building up toxins leads to all kinds of things. And one of the big ones is you feel crummy. So um, I'm not going to go into that one any further, but that's that's a pretty big deal when you think of um, liver is taking out all kinds of toxins, and now we're going to thwart that by not having enough methyl groups. The next one would be that methyl groups are intimately involved in the manufacture of neurotransmitters. And that would be dopamine and serotonin and any of the neurotransmitters that help your brain and help your whole body feel good. You need methyl groups for that. So this is another mechanism um, how you are not going to have those feel-good neurotransmitters. When you don't have those, it drives you to eat these other simple sugars and foods in order to help yourself to feel better with those. And so we can just see that this was a whole slew of things that we just went through in the last 45 minutes or so of pretty serious ways that stress can affect your body. And these are really mostly um, body composition ways. It also affects your immunity, the blood flow, all kinds of things that maybe we'll get into another time. But we're going to move on because we're thinking that maybe you would like to hear some practical ways of what you can do because we're left with, well, I have all of this stress anyway. You know, my mother is in a nursing home or we're moving her in, you know, my son is having trouble in school and we've got all these college bills and now I lost my job. And so we can't just wave a magic wand and say, let's just take away all the problems in everybody's lives. And so we want to acknowledge that people have these problems and they're real. Somehow though, you're going to have to decide you know what, even when I have these problems, what can I do to take care of myself? I have to carve out time. I have to, whatever whatever I'm doing, that when I can focus on me, this is going to be very, very, very critical. And so let's even just start by talking about the holiday coming up and the holiday of Thanksgiving and what you could even do for preparation for Thanksgiving or on that day that might make it less stressful for you. 
Yeah, and and you really want to look at um, even just the day of Thanksgiving and how are you going to manage that holiday and make it work for yourself. So some people I hear, you know, they go to four or five different people's houses or even two different people's houses that day for different Thanksgiving celebrations. And maybe it's it's your parents and then your husband's parents or, or something like that. And that enough might might put you over the edge for some people. Or, you know, maybe you're hosting Thanksgiving and you've got the great big meal to cook that year. Or, you know, maybe you've chosen this year that you are removing sugar from your diet, but the rest of your family isn't. So you're going to have all of these desserts and treats that you actually have to make. And you might just think about what is it about that day or about this season that's going to be pushing you over the edge and it's it's a different thing for every single person but what is it going to be for you and how can you manage your holiday to make it actually work better for you so and really and really evaluate why you're doing what you're doing so whether you're on your own making your own plans or whether you're with a family and you've got kids that are um, under your care and you've got a spouse and so there are other people involved every choice that you make for the holidays ask yourself why you're doing that and if you can't come up with a good reason um, and it's nothing even close to feeding your soul then seriously look at that decision to do that thing um, and 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 consider maybe not doing it so it's easy to get into that rut of well we always do this or what are the what are my family going to think if I don't come or what about my kids and they my kids need to have this and that you might be really really surprised to find that these other people around you really don't even want those experiences and that they would really just like to sit with you and talk with you and get to know you and and not have all of this hullabaloo. Now, um, again, maybe hullabaloo is actually what really feeds your soul. So Madeline was right. It's different for everybody. And you need to ask yourself. And so go over, this is what my plan is for Thanksgiving. Go over each thing in your mind and decide, does this feed my soul? Does this feed my soul? And then you can pick out, oh, you know, an hour or something like that where you go, you know what, this hour is actually going to be dedicated to other people. So that would be an example of, you know what, I do have an elderly mother or elderly father and I, I, my siblings, I don't get along with them at all, but they flew across the country and it seriously would be very, very rude not to be around them. So maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to be in their company for an hour. I'm going to be very nice. I'm going to have a good conversation with them and be cordial with them and do what I can but then I'm then I'm going to need to to stop and I'm going to I'm going to need to leave the house or whatever the thing is for you but it really comes down to asking yourself if the choices that you're making are choices that you really want to happen and if they feed your soul and if they're good for even the people that are around you yeah absolutely and and even that, like finding times throughout that day for doing different types of things, or maybe it's new traditions or or just different activities that you might even already do on a regular basis, but planting those in on your holiday days, like on Thanksgiving days. So maybe you go for a walk every day, or maybe that's something that you know you should be doing or that you know feeds your soul or really helps you, but, oh, it's Thanksgiving day, so you know I'll just skip that. But maybe you actually plant some of those things in or going out for some exercise or taking a nap or taking a bubble bath. 
those types of things, you know, are, are great things to even put in on those holidays and strategically put them in around the day as well, before or after and in between all the holidays. Yeah, and- absolutely. And plan, plan your eating for you. And so most people will probably be having some sort of nice big Thanksgiving dinner. And people eat sometimes at 11, sometimes 1. I mean, sometimes 6. Whenever that is, you figure that out. That's going to be my, my special meal. And then you, you decide in advance... How would the rest of the day eating support me? So for some people, that would be, well, the Thanksgiving dinner is going to be at 2, and so I'm going to be sure that I have a healthy breakfast in the morning. That's going to help me to make good choices at the Thanksgiving dinner. Other people have been doing intermittent fasting and decide, oh, no, this is going to be a great opportunity to actually carry on my intermittent fasting through the night and all the way until maybe 2 p.m. and say that's going to be my first meal of the day. So we have to really realize that everybody's body is different and plan ahead. Don't just let the holiday just happen for you. All of a sudden the calendar changes and we wake up and it's Thanksgiving and you didn't plan in advance how this is going to work for you so that you can feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another technique that is so helpful is learning how to adjust your thinking and adjust your thoughts. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know I already brought this up, but this, this idea that some people that we know of are going through the holidays this year for the first time in their life without sugar. And that's just one example. But maybe you're just choosing, you know, I'm just going to simply live healthier or get more exercise. But you've got something that's new this year for you that you're doing. And it's very, very difficult to stay consistent with that. If you have thoughts like, I can't have sugar, or they get cookies and I don't. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. And instead to really consciously adjust your thinking where you say, I'm choosing not to have this. And I feel really, really good when I, you know, I eat these things instead, or when I remove that from my day. And uh, just be hyper aware of, you know, what kind of thoughts really are going on in your mind. Or like Jeannie said, if you're going to go and visit some relatives for an hour, or even if you end up there for the whole day, whatever it is, You want to put in your mind, you know, something positive about that and not just be thinking bad thoughts all day long because that's what's really going to throw you into that stress cycle. Yeah, and really caring for and nurturing yourself. And that is um, along exactly these same lines as it's your thoughts. And these thoughts about food really are so critical for long-term health and what you're telling yourself. And I know Madeline had just already talked about this, but I, I do want to just emphasize it a little bit even more about actually having wonderful warm feelings about the foods that you're choosing to eat rather than this kind of um, neglect or poor me or victim type of a mentality. Just having that kind of mentality adds to stress. And what I kind of think is that, that people that just go out whole hog and you're eating and drinking whatever you want, you know, but you're whooping it up and having just a fabulous time. Those people are probably actually healthier than people who are sitting there going, well, I have to eat perfectly. And you're getting all stressed out over it and making excuses for yourself and feeling bad and feeling like a victim. That's actually worse for your stress level 
than than just 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 go all out and 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 eat and drink and do everything. And of course, I wouldn't just tell people go out and do that. But the point here is sometimes when we get onto improving our health, we just become. Um, you know, rigid. yeah, rigid and stressed and just what I like to call just icky. It's just that is your mindset actually has so much more to play than even what you're eating and what your exercise is. And so important to understand that those thoughts that Madeline was talking about, those negative thoughts and the victim mentality, that actually changes the DNA of your bacteria, your gut bacteria. There's bacteria all over your body, but they're mainly in your gut. You have 10 times more bacteria and bacterial DNA than you have human DNA. And so these thoughts do actually change the DNA of your gut bacteria. So if you're trying to improve your health, and one of the main things to improve your health is actually improve your bacteria situation, if you're having bad thoughts, that's not going to help at all. You could eat all the kefir in the world and fermented vegetables and kimchi and kombucha and all of that. But if you're thinking like a victim, that your your gut bacteria actually won't be improving for you. So Madeline is right on with that. And maybe we could all challenge ourselves that for Thanksgiving Day, and maybe even you go, it's it's fewer than two weeks now to Thanksgiving. I'm gonna write on the calendar every day and I'm gonna I'm gonna try as hard as I can to have positive thoughts. Like yeah, positive and, thoughts. And mm-hmm. it goes for more than just thoughts about your food. Thoughts about all kinds of things. Like we've got some some pretty cold weather here all of a sudden and lots of snow. And, and I have to say, uh, I don't really want to hear one more person, you know, come into the studio and tell me how cold it is and how much they hate it. And and I hear a lot of angry words about the weather. And um, I've just decided this year, the the day that it started snowing, I just decided right away, I'm just going to say, it is so beautiful outside and it is so bright out there. And this is just gorgeous weather. And of course, you know, I don't really enjoy having cold weather blowing on my skin when I get in the car, but you know, that's really not something that's even in our control. So just to take a look around your life and and see some positivity there is going to make a dramatic improvement in your health. Yes. And along those exact same lines, um, Madeline's not talking about ignoring reality and just pretending like everything is wonderful. But what you find, when it, like I'll use that same example about the weather. What you find if you walk outside and you feel kind of this blast of some cold air, you just, you just experience it and say something to yourself about it. Wow, that sure is refreshing. And it's not about lying about what's going on, but I, I've I went through the whole last winter doing that. And actually, I had no problem with the winter for the first time in my life. But you, what happens to you, rather than being ignoring it and making it be something else, is you change your outlook on what it is. And you actually do start to see things that you never saw before and feel things you've never felt before just by having those positive thoughts. It actually changes your reality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Well, we've reached the end of our show. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And we'd love to hear about your thoughts for what you're planning for this holiday or anything that you've been learning over this period of time. Look at our Facebook page. We're still posting videos. And on the blog, there are some good recipes to use for Thanksgiving or any holiday time. Again, my name is Lucy, and this was Jeannie and Madeline. That's our show. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Jeannie, Lucy, and Madeline for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead.